The Florida State Seminoles have a unique positioning within the AP poll. How does that impact them now? And what about the college football poll that's getting ready to come out by the playoff committee? You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. This is the second show of the day. Just wanted to kind of go over the AP poll, what it means now, what it means for the Knowles in the near future, and most importantly, what it means as a barometer for what's going to happen with the college football playoff poll that will be coming out rather soon. There's going to be a couple of weeks. We'll figure it out, but I think that Florida State fans need to pay attention to the following because these things usually go in a very specific pattern. So, Florida State is ranked number four. It's where I had them. The poll was pretty close, to be honest. When I, I did my show earlier today, I did a section at the end, the third segment. I had my projected top 10. Oregon State, I had 10. Uh, they had a slightly different Penn State. They had 10. I had Oregon. I had a Texas. They had Texas. I had Oregon. Like Everything else was exactly the same. Here's the deal. Florida State is number four. Is that bad? No, it is not. But they're missing opportunities here to gain ground. Ohio State had a, had a win over Penn State, but that team stinks to the high heavens offensively. Florida State had a chance if they would have played better defense to move ahead of the Buckeyes, at least be in the conversation for it. And eventually your objective is to get ahead of everybody other than maybe one team as you go into the college football playoffs. Obviously, you want to go undefeated, et cetera. But you got to maximize every opportunity. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Also going to talk about some of the opportunities for them to move up, like what would have to happen. Obviously, the goofiness in the ACC yesterday was bananas, but Florida State had an opportunity to make a few things happen, and they not necessarily capitalized completely, but a couple of other teams just completely laid down in opportunities to get themselves right in Clemson and especially North Carolina, favored by 24 at home and losing to Virginia. Never good. So we're going to talk about the schedule a little bit, opportunities, how that's going to play out, and what I expect with the college football committee here coming up. So number one, Florida State, as I said in the podcast earlier today, they beat Duke 38-20. They didn't play well early, down 10-0 at 1.17-7 after the Jordan Travis pick. What does that mean? It means they're still on the cusp. They can go up or down. They can stay where they're at. They're respected enough to be number four. As I've stated many times, they're human, talking about the college football playoff committee, not the AP poll. They say, oh, we just look at it from a holistic perspective. Look, you're going to see these polls, too. You're going to talk to voters. You're going to talk to writers that don't vote. You're going to talk to other coaches. You're going to talk to NFL executives, NFL scouts, et cetera, to gain as much knowledge as possible. The way they played yesterday is not going to help that. You want to get to that number two spot if you can. Great to be number one, obviously, but Georgia and or Michigan, one of them is going to go undefeated. Their schedules are pretty, pretty low-hanging fruit, if you would, for SEC and Big Ten. But it is what it is. We'll see on them. But you would at least like to get ahead of Ohio State, right? You at least want to want to do that because Ohio State, I think in a head-to-head match, if I had to flip a coin, I'd take the Knowles. 
because while Ohio State's defense is better, Florida State can freaking score. I'm just not sure they're they're maximizing that chance. But let's talk about it from this perspective. Carolina, there's no other way around it. I thought that was going to be their barometer. It was bad for Carolina to lose for Florida State because if you beat them and they're undefeated in the ACC title game, that gives you some more ammunition. They just got beat by freaking Virginia. Now, Carolina could still end up in the ACC title game, but it's not as appealing to the AP voters, nor is it going to be as appealing, more importantly, to the college football playoff committee. AP voters, won't, that game won't even matter because their poll doesn't matter at that point. I think they need to do two things if they're going to move up and get away from playing whoever the number one seed is in the tournament, whether that's Michigan or whether that's Georgia. They're going to have to not only beat Miami, but beat them soundly. We're talking like 20-plus points. That's hard to do against a rival, but it can be done. The other thing they need to do, and I've been harping on this, and I went all in on harping on it in segment two of the earlier edition today, the running defense has to go way up. And if it does, that gives you a chance. Miami, who knows what's going on with Van Dyke, how long he's going to be out. Is he going to be in and out of the lineup? So that game is a complete up-in-the-air scenario. At least it's in Doak if you're looking at it from a Florida State perspective. What about the rest of the schedule, though? Is there anybody else that you go, ah, I don't know. Is anybody else on that schedule? Florida, it's in the swamp. But there's no other team on the regular season schedule that I think Florida State's going to be able to, A, win, and B, really gain momentum with the polls. I could be wrong. But voters look at teams, they're, they're bracketed. Everybody's got their own, like, okay, if you beat this team in a Tier 1, how does that rank compared to a Tier 3 win by Oklahoma, by Ohio State, etc.? Florida State is in an ominous position because you can't make your schedule. You can't make North Carolina do their own job. Again, I'm just baffled how you get beat by Virginia at home. But they did. At the same time, you've got to hope, as goofy as this sounds, and I know Noel fans can't do this very easily, you've got to hope for all their other ACC teams that you probably hate to win. And you're saying, what do you mean? Strength of schedule, Miami included. Yes, I know you can't root for Miami. I get it. Miami comes into the game at Doak with three or four losses. Florida State's chances to move up in the poll are going to diminish significantly. So, if that game ends up being a two-offs Miami team coming into Doak, Miami would be, I'm guessing, a six-point underdog, seven-point underdog. Nationally televised game, I'm sure it would be under the lights. ABC or somebody like that would cover the game. That could give you a chance. If you win that game 31-14 to 14 or something, then maybe you move ahead of Ohio State. Maybe Ohio State doesn't play well against Michigan, so Michigan moves number one, but maybe LSU shocks everybody and just outscores Georgia in the SEC title game. Who knows? This has been a crazy year. I've all but given up on predicting individual games. I hit like the Florida State-Duke game I was really close on, but that has not been the rule. That has been the exception. It, it's crazy how many games have just gone sideways this year. I'm glad I, I don't really go into it and get crazy on it, but it's it's been wild. So lastly here before I get done, the college football playoff committee, the thoughts on that are, are pretty straightforward here. Florida State needs a couple wild moments. In one, I, I, if you want to hear about the run defense, it's in segment two of the last podcast I did. 
Florida State beats Duke, but are they a, a title contender? That's that's the name of the of the pod. They need something that's a wow moment that is just completely plastered all over social media and the major networks. Meaning wow plays, not on offense either. Like run defenses, there's no way around it. It has to completely change for what I'm talking about. Two, I don't know if that's realistic, but that's one of it. And then two, they need to have Johnny Wilson healthy. I have no idea what's going on with him. There's been some thoughts about that. There's some speculation. I'm just going to wait for the next game, kind of go from there. But Florida State needs to keep scoring. Their offense played pretty well against Duke, minus a couple of goofy things, and Duke's defense played pretty well, especially in that first quarter or so. They'll be fine. Maybe hanging a 50-burger on one of these teams down the stretch and then against Carolina or Louisville or, I don't know, Duke maybe a second time? I At this point, I don't know. I, I can't imagine Duke's going to make it there. I think they'll have at least two more losses with Riley Leonard just having a high ankle sprain. And I give it, by the way, credit to, to Riley Leonard for trying to play. That, that's a great effort, but they're not the same when he's not in the lineup and 100% healthy. So good luck to them down the stretch. They're going to need it. But I'm guessing it's going to be Carolina. That would be my strong guess in the ACC title game. And Drake May is not playing great. He was forcing the ball to Tez Walker, and I get it. He is a dude. But Florida State can double-team a guy and or you know play a little man coverage against him, score with him. And Florida State overall, I think, is a better team. But if it's not them, I mean, Duke doesn't do a lot, of, a lot for you. You kind of have to root against Duke to make it. There's not enough cachet there. Just the way it is in Louisville, I don't think there is either. But after Virginia walks in to Keenan State and beats North Carolina, do we really think that UNC is going to win out? I mean, are they going to be able to run the ball on Duke? Eh, I could see them, you know, if Riley Leonard's healthy for that game, Duke might win that game. So it's it's really hard to say. But Florida State needs something to happen in a big game like that where they just get explosive defensive plays, a pick six, a Kind of like the the Loach, the fumble against Clemson. They need something like that to give them some pizzazz to eventually move up this pole. Otherwise, they're probably going to be sitting at number four, even if they go undefeated, including the ACC title game. And it's going to be hard to play whoever. It's going to be Michigan or Georgia, whichever one it is. And then the next game is going to be probably Michigan or Georgia. Winning those games back-to-back with 5% chance, maybe, that's hard. You need to play somebody else besides Michigan or Georgia in that first game. So that's why I'm talking about it the way I am. You need some wild plays to make that happen. But uh, I'll be back with a Tuesday podcast, talking more about all the specifics, all the things that are going down with Florida State and just hopefully some injury news. I'll talk a little bit about Mike Norvell's press conference, but we're going to dive in more big box of what happened with the season. And then as the week moves on, we'll talk more specifically about Florida State's next opponent and all that too. But uh, for now, thank you very much. Everybody, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe, and make sure you hit that notification bell and comment. Take care. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.